0: Escaping the Odds podcast is a movement of freedom in the physical and financial sense We highlight people who bounce back from prison by switching hustles and a mindset See, business has always been a part of my DNA I just went about it the wrong way which sent me to federal prison for nine years I'm bringing out dope stories of triumph That's meant to inspire and educate to take you to the next level And no matter where we come from or come from under, we can set ourselves free and escape the odds. What's up, y'all? Thank y'all for tuning in to Escaping the Odds. I'm your host, Aaron Smith. We got some dope stories for y'all today. Formerly incarcerated men and women who are now entrepreneurs. Let's get it. Hear the stories of men and women switching hustles and escaping the odds through entrepreneurship after prison. Not only will these stories inspire you, but also unlock business tips for financial freedom. Thank you all for tuning in to another dope episode of Escaping the Odds podcast. I got my guy here with me today, all the way from Dallas, Texas, uh, Kedron Brewster, Brewster Logistics, man, this guy. Did 14 years in state prison, came home, started off with one truck, and now he got a multitude of fleet of trucks. So definitely doing his thing. Want to be able to hear his story, see how he made it to where he's at now, um, and just continue to support. And uh, thank you all for tuning on in. Let's get to it. What's up, bro? How you doing, man?
1: Man, what's the word, my man?
0: Hey, man. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. I've been, I've been trying to get a hold to you for a minute, man. I know you're a busy dude out there, man.
1: Ah uh, yeah, you know we had a few technical difficulties but we was able to make
0: it happen. Oh yeah, no, absolutely man. We hey, we going to make it work like we were saying. We if we don't do nothing else man, we going to improvise and make it do what it do.
1: Yes sir, that's what we do.
0: Absolutely man. And so uh as I was saying before, in the beginning is that you you own a a pretty successful hot shot uh trucking business called uh Bruce Logistics. Uh but before we get into that, um, as you know, we interviewed a formerly incarcerated, you know, that's um, successful entrepreneurs now. I just felt like it was my duty to, as part of reform, is to kind of show the world, you know, that you can come from that situation, but still become be successful too, you know? And okay. so uh, you, you're definitely doing that, man. And um, it's a privilege to have you on the show. Like I said, I've been following you on Instagram and Facebook for a while, man. You got the mentorship program going with the, uh, with the trucking. You got the trucks and... Um, it's really doing a lot of good things in the community, and so. But I don't want to go back into your backstory a little bit. I know you spent fourteen years in prison. That's a long time, bro. I did a little right. bit over nine years, but fourteen—that's—that's—that's that's, that's a long time, and then to be able to come home and have the success that you have now. So, and we can go back into that. Like, who is who is Mr. Brewster, man? Like, let the world know who you are, where you come from, and kind of what you've been through as it relates to your your backstory.
1: Well, uh, I want to first tell you that I done 13. I had a 15-year sentence, but I done like 13 and some calendar, Well, Okay.
0: Okay. But
1: uh, as far as Kedron Brewster, man, you know, I'm from Dallas, Texas. I'm from Oak Cliff. Uh, I grew up in the hood. I grew up in the streets. You know, my mama from the streets. She was a hustler. So I grew up robbing, game-banging. That's the era I come up in. That's what go on around my neighborhood. So as a child, I was impressionable. I was influenced. And I chose, you know, the streets and do what I do or whatnot, and it led me to prison. I left when I was 17. I came back when I was 32. I wow. was going on 32 when I was came, when I came back.
0: So so basically, man, that's basically your whole life. I mean, definitely as, as, as an adult, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. This is the longest I've been free since I was like 11. You know, I was in and out of juvenile, all those types of things. So from the wow. age of 11 to now, I'm 36. I've been free right at, uh what, five years, six years? This is the yeah. longest I've ever been free.
0: Wow, man. And so so take us through that process, man. You know, um, unfortunately, it sounded like because you were in the system so so young and early that you uh-huh. were probably, like, a little bit, I don't want to say used to going to being incarcerated, but to be incarcerated since you was 11, 12 years old, then to finally go again, living the street life at 17, and get that that third that 15-year sentence, like, like what was that process like? What what, what were you what what was going on through your mind when you got that time at such a young age?
1: Man, to be honest with you, uh when I got that time, I kind of like blanked out, you know. You okay. like, when I when I say blanked out, I was just adjusting to the fact that I knew I was gonna be locked up, I was gonna be away. So I was cutting all association and ties to society. So mm. I was like, I know ain't nobody gonna write me, I know ain't nobody gonna come see me. You mm. know, I was more getting myself prepared mentally for what I was going to have to go and endure once I got to prison.
0: Right. Let, let, let me ask you this, man. Uh, I know a lot of men and women, they do that, right? They try like how you say you you, you kind of psyching yourself out, right? You're not really you don't want to expect anything because you don't want to be let down. So right. like looking back at that, though, right, you think that's a healthy way of thinking?
1: I think it's a, a, a real good healthy way of thinking because and, and I'm going to tell you why I'm saying that. Is
0: you screwed
1: up so? Oh, I'm Thanks, sorry.
0: Thanks, bro. No, you good, yeah?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I'm saying the reason why I'm saying I think it's a healthy attitude is due to the fact that you finna go to prison. And if you go down there with all these expectations and, and of what the family and the friends is supposed to do, you finna be sad and mistaken. And that time finna, it might eat you alive. Mm. So you want to go ahead and prepare yourself for understanding that, hey, man, this finna be a ride I got to go do. I don't know about others, but as far as myself and my upbringing and my background, I knew my family wasn't gonna mess with me in prison. It's like understood, you know. Okay. And hey, man, you put yourself in that situation, you got to deal with that.
0: Okay. So, so seventeen years old, man. Texas Department of Corrections. I mean, I read about the Texas prisons. You know, uh, it could be rough. You know, like any other prison. Uh, so, how was you able to survive at such a young age? You know, in in, in such a big system like that, you got all kind of no gang violence, errand brotherhoods, all different stuff like that. So, how was you able to to navigate through that, through the whole system, and come out where you are now?
1: Well, when I first went in, I was a knucklehead. You know, uh, okay. I had these images in my mind of how prison was gonna, get, how it was supposed to go. So mm. when I got there, I mean, you know, I was trying to make sure you understood where I was from. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fight. You know, you're just trying to earn that respect, or you're trying to earn what you think to believe is your respect and whatnot, inside those type of institutions. Right. But I was somebody that was for that was blessed to do time around a lot of old heads. So when I say that, I was blessed from the standpoint that they gonna sit me down, they gonna lace me up, bro. They gonna be okay. like, hey, yeah, hey, little homie, you tripping. You walking around here with your pants uh, hanging off your ass, you crashing out with the laws, everything, you know, you saying that you gonna go home and do this, but your actions is displaying this while you incarcerated. You know what I'm saying? I got partners that was in there telling me like, man, you ain't doing nothing but sitting on the wing all day. Go get your GED. Go right. read a book. You know what I'm saying? I was blessed to be around some 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 guys that had some good game about they sales, And I was a sponge and I soaked it up.
0: Yeah. So so what was so basically soaking up all the knowledge like that. Right. But what I know also you endure some some heavy times while you're incarcerated as well. Right. Can you talk about that?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, when I was in prison, my mother, she died from a drug overdose. And then my little 16 year old brother, he was killed. And then my baby brother was sent to prison. So I endured a lot of hardships while I was in prison. But it was those hardships that was pushing me and motivating me. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, you see what's going on out there? What mm-hmm. you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause, you know, when we in prison, we had these fantasies and these ideas of who we think we are. Mm. Yeah, we we haven't actually proven that. Yeah. So when I was going through all my turmoil inside of prison, you know, like I say, I was blessed to be around guys that was telling me like, you know, hey, man, you the big brother. Had you been there, this wouldn't even happen. You misled the little homies. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? I was blessed to be around a solid group of dudes inside that prison facility that helped me really mature and grow into who I am. I haven't always been this guy. It, yeah. it took a lot of trial and error, but I contributed a great deal of that to being around them old heads with life sentences and 99 years.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm just blessed to be around them guys, and I took what they gave me, and I ran with
0: it. Yeah, no, as you should have, though, and I can identify with that too, you know, being the first time locked up, you know, you definitely want to – because my whole thing was like, how do I get through the time, right? Right. And so it's always kind of good to meet somebody that, that did the amount of time that you already got to do. You know what I mean? Right, and so right. when they were to tell you, like, hey, this is how you do it's that sense of relief. You know what I'm saying? Right, right.
1: Let, and let so, you know that it's gonna be all right.
0: Exactly, like, that that, that it's possible, you know. Uh, but I, I want to go back into that 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 painful situation, man, with your with your mom. One thing that any man and woman they 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 don't want to hear from is that chapel, man. Right. Because they know when, when you get that call from that chapel or that church, nine times out of, ten times out of ten, it ain't a good look you know right. so 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 how so how did you be able to um embrace all of that because you already know when you get that call you ain't you've been in the system so you know how it is you seen plenty of guys go over there right and right. so and they come back you know and the situation ain't never good so how how was you able to kind of embrace that whole situation and, and then continue to do your time with the right kind of mind well uh
1: while i was in prison bro to be honest with you when i When they called to tell me that my mother had died and my brother had got killed, you know, it affected me, but I was so caught up into prison life Mm. and I was there for so long that I knew the effects as far as they was dying. But you know, I was kind of caught up on the day-to-day of prison life. The the severity of my mother's death and my brother's death and my youngest brother going to prison, the reality of those situations didn't really hit me until the day I was released from prison. Mm. and my family wasn't nobody there everybody was dead and gone so it was kind of right. like damn you know what i'm saying but yeah. while i was actually in there i was caught up in you know hustling inside of prison and you know right. just living a day-to-day life of prison
0: exactly yeah so okay let's talk about when you got released right? right so did you have did you have on your mind that you was gonna create this trucking company man you're gonna grow from from one truck to, to a multitude of fleet of trucks, or you just like, okay, when I come home, I just got to get me a job. Yeah, or that was did, did you have any entrepreneur uh, aspiration?
1: No, uh, when I came home, man, my only thing was on my mind was, man, I just need to get a job right now. Okay, so that was my thing. I was working in a warehouse. So the thing about the warehouse was the things that them guys in them warehouses was taking for granted. Was mm-hmm. nothing to me, you know. I had been sitting in a cell for thirteen years, fantasizing about going to work and doing yeah. these things. So right. if these people telling me to be at work at seven, I'm gonna be there at six thirty.
0: Yeah.
1: They telling me I gotta get X amount of, I gotta do X amount of things in X amount of time. I'm doing yeah. it double the time. And right. these guys, they looking at me like, man, you tripping, bro? I'm like, man, y'all tripping. This ain't nothing. I've been on wreck yards, working out twice a day, and, exactly. like, so before I knew it, I had became a supervisor. Okay. Well, the thing the thing about those things is the politics that mm. are involved in those type of environments. Okay. So, so after being in prison, I wasn't just accustomed to people going and telling me like a, a guy go right upstairs and, hey man, Brewster did this, this, that. And I'm like, damn, did he just do that? Yeah. Like, I, I was never accustomed to that. So it was getting to the point where I just knew I didn't want to be here no more, bro. It was okay. nothing productive. It was nothing like I was tired of it. So I was telling myself, like shit, what you gonna do? If you leave her, what you gonna do? So uh this is a true story when I tell you this, bro. Now, my wife, she had been telling me for years about driving trucks, and I used to look at her like, man, babe, I'm a player, man. I ain't finna be driving no trucks sometimes, right. man. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't I ain't doing all that, baby. That ain't that ain't for me. Right. So at this time, like I say, I'm at the warehouse working, I'm really getting tired of the warehouse, bro.
0: How much I'm you working. making at the time?
1: I started out making eight dollars an hour. I had done work my way up to like about sixteen dollars an hour. Okay. I've been there about like a year and a half, almost two years. Okay. But like I say, man, I'm working 14, 15 hours a day, man. You know man. what I'm saying? Five, six days a week. I'm trying to, I'm trying, but it ain't yeah. it ain't really hitting on nothing. So one day, man, I go up. It's a, it's a little bazaar down here in Dallas called Big T Bazaar. It's okay. a landmark. So, um, I pull up on one of my partners, bro. This man got a big chain on. Talking so about big chain, diamonds, top, bottom. He in a candy red Camaro on forges. I see. I'm like, man, man, put me on, bro. Right. What's up, man? What you doing, man? I, I, right. I need to get at the money, man. Yeah. So he looking at me like, man, bro, you tripping? I'm like, nah, man. What's up, man? So you was ready,
0: ready to jump back in the game.
1: I didn't, I don't know if I was ready to go to the game, but I wanted to know what he was doing because he was okay. to. I'm like, man, something <laughs> going on, homie. You ain't working no job, right? Man, what this man told me changed my life, bro. He said, uh, yeah. man, bro, I don't do nothing but dry trucks. I said, What he said, yeah, man. He said, I got a route. I do a dedicated loan. I go to Oklahoma and I come back. Sometimes I go to Louisiana and I come back. He said, Man, I be bringing in by $1, 15, 1600 a week. And that's after child support. I said, Man, stop playing.
0: Yeah. I
1: said, Nah, you ain't making that kind of bread. He said, On everything. Man, I left my partner right there in that parking lot at Big T Bazaar, went home and told my wife, Hey, man, I'm finna get my CDL license. She was looking at me like, Where'd that come from? I right. said, Man. <laughs> i just seen my partner and the, what he doing and the way he living if driving trucks is doing that i'm finna try this
0: yeah
1: it, i went and got my cdl license i went and drove trucks state to state for 12 months came back home started my own thing and shit voila we got them bricks
0: right <laughs> <laughs> hey so 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 take me through that one year you was on the road right because you know you you ain't know anything about the trucking game right so 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 talk about that a little bit right because a lot of times people may want to start a trucking company, but they really don't want to get on the road themselves. Not saying you can't do it that way, but right. talk, about the, talk about the benefits of being on the road as a driver first and then you know being able to actually uh, take that experience and uh, run your company with it as well.
1: Man, I tell everybody, you can start a trucking company without never getting in a truck. But I, I also tell people, for me personally, the experience I gained, that 12 months that I was on the road is so pivotal and so vital to that next step, to that to that transitioning, because it's going to give you a solid foundation. It's going to give you something to stand on. Whereas, had I never went and done that time over the road, it's a lot of things that's going to transpire. You're not going to know yeah. how to react to it. Gotcha. You may have a you may have a blowout on the uh, highway. Okay. Lo- you may get to your load late. You're going to... The thing about being over the road those 12 months you're going to learn about you're going to learn about dispatches, you're going to learn about brokers, you're going to learn how to do your paperwork. You're going to learn how to do pre-trips on your trucks and trailers. It's a lot yeah. of little things that you're going to learn in those 12 months that's going to be big things when you start your own.
0: Exactly, right. So let's talk about um uh, that paperwork, man. I, I I work right now. I work for a, uh for a broker. Right. Doing some dispatch work. Right. So I got a little understanding of the game and I know how important that paperwork can be as it relates to to getting paid. Right. Um, Right. So. So were there any kind of mistakes you made as it relates to like your paperwork not being, you know, maybe put (laughs) in or, you know, what I mean, you kind of lost some money behind it or anything like
1: that? Yeah, I lost a lot of money. Well, in the beginning, I did because I wasn't aware of how to take care of the paperwork. I didn't know what a BOL is. That's mm. a bill of land, and I didn't understand the importance of making sure that that, that is signed. Because without right. that, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get paid.
0: Exactly right. Exactly. I, go ahead.
1: Well, we're gonna say something as simple as let's say, for instance, you have a factoring company. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, a factoring company gonna go ahead and pay you your money. It may be four or five months down the line. They trying to get paid from the company Landstar, and now they contacting you, telling you, "Hey, sir." We need the paperwork from four months ago. And right. if you don't have that, if you don't have the paperwork, they're gonna do a charge back to your account. So mm. you're gonna be wake, you're gonna wake up tomorrow morning about two gonna be missing. You're gonna be, what, oh, what's that to Right. What's that
0: yeah. So let, let's talk about what a factory company is.
1: A factory company is a company that's gonna go ahead and pay you your money up front. People that's in the trucking industry, you're gonna do business with a lot of companies that don't pay out for 30 days, 60 days. That's the that's the payout process. But mm. if you go through a factoring company, they're gonna charge you three, four percent of whatever it is you're getting paid, and they're gonna go ahead and give you your money that day today. Or you can wait thirty to sixty days to get your payment. But in the trucking industry, you need that payment. That payment could be your fuel money.
0: Yeah, no, I, absolutely, man. It's like what what is it to wait thirty days and to pay three percent? You know what I mean? So you'd rather get right. that out the way right there. That ain't that ain't nothing.
1: Right. Yes, sir
0: okay and so all right so now you out you're on the road for somebody else what 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 kind of inspired you or encouraged you to say man you know what I gotta I gotta do I gotta help my own I gotta get my own thing going on I've been out here for a year year and a half with these people man i I gotta make some shape for myself
1: man to be honest man I used to come home on the weekends and i got I had a partner that was already doing hot shots so every time I come home, I'll be out like a week, come home, two weeks gone, come home for a week. So mm. he'll see me. When I come in on my break, he'd be like, man, what's up, man? He'd be like, how many miles you just drove for them folks? <laughs>
0: I'll
1: be like, man, I drove by like three, four thousand. He'd be like, man, that was three, four thousand miles you could have drove on in your truck. Yeah. So I'm like, man, bro, I don't know about no 18 wheeler, bro. I'm barely, you know what I'm saying, learning how to yeah. he like, nah, man, you can go get a dooley. I'm like, a dually. he like, he like, yeah, he like, it's less maintenance, you know what I'm saying? It's less of a headache on you, and if you're trying to get into the trucking game, this this kind of your way to get in on the easy, easy, like, you know, route, so I was like, yeah. So I was like, man, what I gotta do to get the truck, you know what I'm saying? So he was like, just go to the dealership. Like, like if you was trying to go buy a car, but you'll buy a dually. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, mm. yeah. Man, I went to checking into it, went to investigating it, and man, uh, once I got the truck, man, cause I went through a little, uh, I went through a little hassle to get my first truck. Mm-hmm. I was just God just blessed me, looked out for me, how I got my first truck and my first trailer. To be honest, and okay. man, it just blew from there.
0: Okay, so like, how how were yeah. you able to get like? Cause one of the main things that you buy this dually or any type of equipment, it no don't matter if it's a dump truck, a tractor, you know what I mean, whatever, right? Right. Now you got it. Now you got to get the wheels rolling, right? So, 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 how did you? How did you go about? How did you, What was your process with that? To get your well, first I, load. Well, I tell people, man, you know,
1: once I knew that I was committed and I was serious about getting into the industry, man, I went to doing all kind of investigating and homework. I'm right. googling, man. I'm on Google. I'm on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm asking all kind of people questions. I done got on two or three different load boys. I got dispatches, okay. so. Once you know that this is something that you seriously about doing, you need to be doing some investigation because mm-hmm. you need to already know where am I going to get that first note from. Right. That's why I tell people the importance of, uh, of getting my curriculum or my mentorship program so they can already know ahead of time. Like, man, bro told me this is where all the work is. This yeah. company, this company, this company. So I know once I get started where to go get the work versus you getting started and you stuck trying to figure out where I'm gonna get to work from?
0: Exactly. Okay. Cool. So, so now, now you found work, and now you um. So, how did you take it? Let's talk about taking it from that one dually. So, how many you got right now? You got four or five?
1: I got four of them, but I operate uh, five of them. Okay. But I own I own myself personally four of
0: them. Okay. So, so how were you able to scale from that one to four? Let's talk about that.
1: Man, that right. That's another. That's another. I tell people all the time, man, what I'm out here in society doing is what I was doing in prison. And when I say that, I'm saying from the standpoint that I was somebody that would be sitting in the day room and I'm trying to get to another wing or we got cell phones or tobacco. I was somebody that was in prison doing things like that, that were the laws, they would be willing to do things for me that they probably wouldn't for others. So now that I'm out here in society, I build good relationships with people. So, this guy that I was working with, that I was doing loads with, the man saw I was for real about my business, and uh he went to telling me, hey, man, I just got some more work. going to go get you another truck, man. I'm going to supply your truck with all the work. Mm. So, every truck that I bought, before I bought it, it was already a guaranteed. There you, know, you go. It, right. was, it was already guaranteed. I knew the day that I bought the truck, the very next day, it was going to go make some money.
0: Exactly. So, you think oftentimes people may go in backwards, though, right? They may... They may buy it, but they did not have a way to actually to be able to get no revenue out of it.
1: Well, that tell me that you didn't do the proper investigation and in your proper homework,
0: right? Proper
1: preparation it, it prevents poor performance. That ain't just a fly saying; that's real. So yeah. that's why, I, yeah, that, that's why I tell people before you. You can have a little money, but you having that little money ain't gonna do nothing. But but tell me that you ready to lose all of it. Yeah. So you want to educate yourself into this industry? You know, this is something you finna do. Yeah, it's it's too many different platforms that's gonna give you the information.
0: Mm-hmm. Whereas
1: whereas you got a lot of people they are uh, they don't want to pay for the information or they don't got time to sit down and read. They just want you to give it to them, and that's not something that that's that's solid and sustainable over a three four year course or, or a certain amount of time.
0: Right. Um, let's let's talk about the because uh, you talked about it earlier. Far as the, the maintenance on the uh, on the tractor or eighteen wheeler right. opposed to the dually, right? And just for people that know a dually is basically just a almost like an oversized pickup truck. Would that be correct? Correct. Okay, and so the benefits the benefits of that of having that dually. I know you mentioned maintenance before, but if you can get a little bit more specific on like the uh, the, the 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 comparison. From a tractor and that dually on the maintenance.
1: Okay, well, the difference is the biggest difference is you can have one problem in that dually truck and it'll take you out of business because it costs ten, twelve thousand dollars to get fixed. Whereas you can have a maintenance problem in that dually, it ain't gonna cost you number two or three thousand dollars to get fixed. Mm. In that dually truck, you just gotta worry about doing the, uh your proper maintenance every six, 000, seven thousand miles. Long as you're doing things like that and you stand on top of rotating your tires and that. You're not gonna have nearly as much of a headache as you is in an 18 wheeler.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Hey, look, I also want to talk about that book you got, man. I almost uh-huh. forgot about that, right? From from the from the rec yard to what?
1: Right here, you from go. the wreck yard to the street.
0: Okay, uh-huh. all right. I I like that, man. And so let, let, let's talk about that, man, a little bit, man. Like what what, what inspires you to do that and kind of like what, what can people expect out of that book?
1: Oh, that's just the book of me giving up the game. As far as my transformation coming back into society, I tell okay. people, I tell people, I got on so fast when I got home because of the things that I was able to do in prison. I just transferred them same skills I here. Mm. So I tell people something as simple as sagging to me in my culture where I'm from, it's just a fashion statement. It's not nothing. Derogatory, but I tell people in society the reality of it is they're gonna look like you look at you like a hoodlum and look at you like a thug and they're gonna treat you accordingly. Is uh-huh. it right or is it wrong? That's neither here nor there. I go off of facts and reality, so it's just a little game like that that I give up inside the book.
0: Yeah, okay, let's let's also talk about the entrepreneur mindset, uh huh, like the, the mindset you got to have basically to, to be able to. To run, to be able to run the business efficiently.
1: Uh uh-huh. Uh, well, I tell people this, man. You're gonna have to be willing to be a, a, a leader. You're gonna have okay. to lead by example. And when I say lead by example, is how you're gonna expect your employees to perform at a high level. If you're performing at the level of a rookie, mm. you know, if you want, if you want them to perform at a high level, you need to be performing at a high level, or either you need to be figuring out how to bring out the best in your employees.
0: Gotcha. Hey, so speaking of rookie, right? What were some of those rookie mistakes, man, that you made early on? What What they have uh, anything to do with? I know you talk about the paperwork, but uh, pretty much anything, man, that the guys and women who's maybe starting the, the trucking company can kind of, you know, watch out for.
1: Uh, I'll say some of the rookie mistakes I I made, bro, was not not really focusing on the maintenance on that truck. Not mm. not 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 understanding the importance of it and the importance of having something put up because something's okay. gonna happen one day, and if you don't have the money or you're not in a position to get it fixed, everything's gonna go down here. so I'll say that's probably one of the biggest things that I learned from in the beginning to now. I was yeah. having that little stash away money for your company,
0: yeah, oh also too right how how important is the team? Because you know, in the uh, beginning, in the beginning, you know, you need you know just yourself maybe rolling. Maybe you got a dispatch, or maybe you going on a low board yourself, finding the lows. But as you grow to the place where you at right now, like the people that's in play to kind of get the roll, keep keep the wheels turning. How important is that?
1: Oh, uh, hands down, that's the most important part of it all.
0: Building okay. the
1: right, the building the right team around you and the right. People that's serious and focused like you is like-minded people. I tell people all the time I'm only so successful because I'm smart enough to put the right people around me. Mm. So my transportation manager, his name is Shantae. I would say that he's more knowledgeable in the industry than I am. But I say I'm smart enough to know that he's smarter than me, so I hired (laughs) him. You know what I'm saying? Right, Right. That's something that's simple. Like my wife, people think that I hired her because she's my wife. That's not why I hired her. You know, I hired her because I saw that she's able to perform at a high level when it comes to the paperwork, dealing with banks, and dealing with this and emails and that. So this is why I brought her on. Otherwise, she could have just stayed looking cute and stayed on the sidelines being my wife, and I right. would have found somebody else for that. You see what I'm right. saying?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I, I tell people that team. It's vital, cause if it, without them, you're not gonna be able to move at a high level. Like I have a yard that's out there in Memphis, but without my people that's out there, uh, T's and Q and them not being stand-up guys and them not performing at a high level the way they do, I wouldn't yeah. be able to. I wouldn't be able to operate out there like that. That's okay. the same thing down here in Dallas with my drivers. I make sure that I take care of my drivers. I take care of the people that work for me because mm. these people, without them. How you
0: going to bubble? Right. Absolutely. And You think it's speaking of like a team and your drivers like compensation package. Like how how do you not not asking for specifics, but um, how do you suggest, you know, somebody actually pay pay their drivers. Is it something about a load, you know, or is it by maybe about an hour? Because, you know, you got some truckers get paid by cents per mile and then some get paid by the hour. So, So what so what do you think is kind of the best route to go?
1: Me personally, uh, I know people that pay by the mile, they pay by the load, they pay by the hour. Whichever payment structure you got set up in your company, cool, go with that. But I will say this, I make sure that I put different incentives in place. So I do things like say for instance one of my drivers pass a level one DOT inspection. That's a okay. hundred that's a that's a hundred dollars in their pocket. Mm, okay, so, and what's,
0: what? go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead, bro.
1: Okay. So things like that. Every 90 days I do an evaluation. So I start you out at a certain percentage, but in 90 days, we're going to go back and do a a reevaluation. Have you had any DOT inspections? Have you done your deliveries on time? Do you maintain your truck and trailer properly? These are different things that's going to determine the percentage as far as being able to go up. So I like to do everything in my power to make sure that my guys is taking care of because I need them to take care of me. My company, we give them per diem. So my company pay for lunch for the drivers every single day. Okay. They don't never have to pay nothing out their pocket while they on the road. You want to stop and eat, use the company card.
0: Okay, got you. Got you. So, so... now go those ahead.
1: Li- now, nah, I was saying those are just little things that I try to implement to make sure that the drivers are taken care of. They off on Saturdays and Sundays. They go home every day. Uh they get predim during the week. They get paid every Friday. I keep them in good trucks and trailers. We do proper maintenance on it and you know, I just try to do everything I can to make sure it's a family structure and they know I'm trying to win some championships.
0: You know, no, absolutely, man. Everybody can work as a team and move as a team. Um right. So far as um far as like you talked about the pay already. And that that, that's pretty, that's that's pretty could be lucrative for a person, right? Um pay.
1: The pay is very lucrative. It just depends on your experiences and how far you're willing to go.
0: Okay. Now, you move only container loads. Is that correct?
1: Uh, I, That's a big percentage of what I move, but it's not the only thing that I move.
0: Okay. Okay. And container loads, for people that don't know, that's mainly just stuff that's going coming off the rail or going to the rail? Correct.
1: Shipping containers.
0: Shipping containers. Okay. All right. Hey, man, there's so many different facets of the, of the trucking industry, man, you know. Let's talk about finding that niche, that niche market, right? Like, how important is that to know when you're going into this industry It's like, okay, I'm going to focus on, like, for instance, your thing is hot shots, right? But right. you could have did reefer only, you could have did uh, box trucks, you could have did dump trucks. There's so many different facets to go with it. So how important is that to find your lane, so to speak?
1: Well, uh, it's important, but it's not important, and I say it's not because – you're not going to never know what your lane is till you jump out there. Mm, you, okay. have a, you, you have a lot of people that will just sit there and keep saying, well, the box trucks, I can do X, Y, and Z. But then the dually trucks is X, Y, and Z. But the 18 wheeler, you just <laughs> need to pick something and jump.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And once uh, you jump, that's what's going to be able to determine and tell you, well, nah, that red lane for me, bro. I tried to do the 18 wheeler thing, and but you did it for 90 days. No, sir. You're going to have to pick a lane. You're going to have to jump in and stay down with it for about two, three years and see hmm. it all the way
0: through. Gotcha. That make a whole lot. And let's talk about jumping into your mentorship program. Like, like, like how, how does that work, man? Somebody want to actually get involved with that. And what does it entail? What what can I expect to get out that program?
1: Well, I tell people the mentorship program going to give you me. It's going to give you that hands-on one-on-one. It's going to give you that hands-on training, that hand, hands-on up close and personal where you can see this. You have a lot of people that's trying to show you something and teach you something, but me personally, I'm a hands-on type guy. Right. So you telling me one thing is cool, but you showing it to me. Hmm. You show me, yeah, you show me how to strap this load down, you yeah. show me how to go over here and do this. I'm a that's that's gonna lock into my my mind. Yeah. So the mentorship programs just gonna give you access to me as far as you're gonna have a lot of issues while you're out there on the road, you're gonna run into problems. You need to have somebody you able to get on speed now. Hey, bro, such such just happened. How do I do this? You don't want to go into this. You done invested all this money, all this time to do all this, yet you don't even have the proper guidance for it to be successful. You just going on a whim. Yeah. So when you get the mentorship program, it's giving you me, and it's giving you access to the Logistics and what we done built and, and what we doing over here.
0: Okay absolutely man I, I love it man i like that man you was able to be able to educate too at the same time like take, right take take a skill set and be like you know what I, i'll be able to uh basically basically scaling your company because that's another part of your company that could be that the educational part could be lucrative more lucrative potentially than the actual trucking you know what i'm saying but it, uh, but it's still related right now you're very correct because i tell people when i first started
1: hot shot trucking had i had a bruce the trucking one on I probably would have gave him two, three thousand dollars because it right. would have saved it, it would have saved me so much money and so much time and mistakes. Because yeah. when you first get started, you just don't know. Not because yeah. you dumb or you ignorant; it's just you blind to the information. You don't know.
0: Mm. Right. Hey. So what's what's next, man? For two two thousand twenty one, man, we had a rough year so far. You know what? Well, you know it was turbulence. You know what I mean. Uh, so what what what's going on, man? For you next year.
1: Man, I'm looking to put out my second book, From the Streets to the Suites. Okay. And uh, I'm looking to really just be able to turn up as far as educating the streets, man. You know where I'm from and where you from and the, yeah. the rec yard just showing my people, man. Man, we live, man. We, yeah. we the big, man. We the business, man. If you can overcome what we just did, this here is nothing.
0: Uh, absolutely, man. Hey, look, bro. It's been a pleasure getting you on, man. You know, I know you got to. You got a wealth of knowledge. I tell anybody, man, if you want to hop in into the trucking game, get with this guy on the mentorship program. Uh continue to like, follow, comment, subscribe, man, and just and just rock with us both, man. You know, like I, I like to say over here, we unlock the freedom. You oh, know, with, with, with escaping odds, man. You know, Bruce the Logistics, man. You know, it's a it's a good feeling, man, to see guys come home. Because you all, you already know, man. A lot of times, guys, we, we sit up in there on the bunks and we talk about what we're gonna do when we get out. You know, sometimes people do it, sometimes people don't. But to see this stuff turn to fruition, man, you know that, that it's it's a beautiful thing. So I I love what I do, man, and you love what you do. Definitely, I'm I, I'm I'm honored to be able to have you on the show. You know, is there anything else you want to lead all this? Man, I really want to
1: just congratulate you, bro, and tell you, man, you know what you're doing is prolific because you're showing people, man, all across the world that hey, man, no matter what city, state you in. It's people that's coming home from prison, that's coming home from those tragic situations, and they turning it in, and using it for fuel to become successful. So it says a lot about your character as far as yeah. you and yourself and what you doing. So, man, big ups to y'all out there, man, escaping the odds. And, man, you know, stay doing what you're doing out there, bro.
0: No, absolutely, man. And again, bro, I appreciate you coming on, man. And um, how can we reach you, man? How can if we want to get that mentorship program or... I would reach out to you for whatever, man. How, how do we do that?
1: Uh, You can lock in. You can go to my social media sites, Bossman Brewster. Okay. Uh, that's on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or you can send us an uh, email at www.BrewsterTrucking101.com. But any okay. one of those locations, and you will be able to get access to me.
0: Okay, cool, man. Hey, look, bro, thank you for coming on. Uh, y'all continue to support Escaping the Oz podcast, Escaping the Oz media. And Bruce of Logistics, y'all can find the podcast on um, Apple, Spotify, um, iHeart Radio, pretty much everywhere. The YouTube channel, escapingtheodds.com. You catch all the videos. Uh, definitely, man, We like, again, a lock of freedom, opportunities over penitentiaries, man. And so that, that that that's where we at, man. And thank you, man, for coming on, bro. And uh, see man, you at the anytime, top, bro. man.
1: Man, I appreciate you for having me, man.
0: Yep. Yeah. Peace out, bro. Thank you, man. Peace,
1: bro.